Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, your friendly neighbourhood fool, and today I'm suggesting that any fool can pine for chivalry. The pseudo-medieval mythical code of knightly virtues and courtly values, seemly behaviour and valorous deeds is pie in the sky of the worst kind, right? Romantic tosh that takes no account of human nature. Whereas we live in a society built entirely on a recognition of human nature in all its aspects, and it's the best of all possible worlds, wouldn't you say? <laughs> if you find that, strangely enough, you don't fully agree with my last statement, this episode of Any Fool Can is for you. Of course, the mythical idea of chivalry is an impossible attainment, and was no less impossible in the Middle Ages. But as the poet said, a man's reach should exceed his grasp, or what's a heaven for? People can strive to emulate the qualities of the archetypal chivalric knight, or lady, and as with any endeavour that goes against every grain, it probably starts with you. Early in August 2020, while I was preparing Cromford's Assortment Programme number 20, I was looking for a likely intimate location, preferably for two characters, to be the setting of a new sketch. Eventually I thought of a confessional box in a church. Then, somehow I can't recall, the chap doing the confessing was going to be a real oddball, someone who's decided that the new age of chivalry should start with him. And then... He very quickly became, well, the earnest-sounding bod in this sketch from last August. Your mind is a cine camera. You establish a picture of St. Botolph's Roman Catholic Church. Caption Saturday morning. Dissolve to the church interior. Zoom in on the confessional box. Take your time, my child. Confession is rarely easy. I'm listening. Um, bless me, Father, for I will soon sin. Uh, um, it's I'm been so six... sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, my child. Sorry to butt in, but uh, uh, did you say I will soon sin? Yes, Father. Rather than the standard... I have uh, sinned. Oh, no, no, no. I beg your pardon. It was wrong of me to interrupt you. You please carry on, my child. Uh, uh, yes, I will soon sin. It's been about sixteen... No, no, sorry, sorry. I, I uh, do beg your pardon again. I'm sorry to barge in. It's, it's just that most people come to confession 
to cleanse themselves of sins they've already committed, you see. Yes, I know. So the usual form is, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. In fact, I think it's pretty universal. I have sinned rather than I will soon sin. Uh, um, uh, I, I'm sorry, my son. You just sort of caught me off balance there. Anyway, please do, do go on. I am listening. Uh, 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 right. It's been about 16, yes, uh, 16 centuries since my last confession. But that doesn't worry me, because I was still... Uh, sorry. So, so, sorry, my son, but you, you've just caught me on the hop again. Did you say 16 centuries? Yes, it's about 16, I would say. Uh, shall I go on? Oh, oh, yeah, yes, by all means. Please forgive me, my son. Tell me the trouble of your heart. Well, uh, as I was saying, I'm not unduly worried about the sins I had committed, because I was probably still in a state of grace when I received my mortal wound at Cornwall. Hmm. I mean, I was fighting a very just war. Wouldn't you say, Father? Hmm. Ah, uh, possibly. However, can there be such a thing as a just war in the eyes of God? Uh, Sorry, you, you say you were mortally wounded in Cornwall? Oh, yes. I was at death's door. Death's door? Yes. It was a deep sword thrust in my chest, you see. I mean, I could hardly be expected to survive that on top of everything else, could I? Oh, my poor child. Someone in Cornwall stabbed you with a sword? Oh, such wickedness. Indeed. And so they whisked me off to Avalon, but frankly, I was already a goner. Uh, um, uh, you did just say Avalon, didn't you, my son? Is there something wrong with your ears, father? I trust not, my son. May I continue? I do need you to hear my confession. I, I do apologize for my human frailty, my child. Uh, speak without fear of any further interruption. Um, I have lost the thread now. Um, oh yes, so I gave up the ghost in Avalon, but they've got some marvellous mystics and healers there, and they basically shoehorned the ghost back into me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've been sort of mooching around there ever since, you see, in a state of grace. Mm -hmm. But there's the prophecy, you see, that says I will return to defend England in the hour of her deadliest danger. Ah. Hmm. Uh, and so, here I am. You're a once and future king. Hmm. Uh, I see. So, so you are... <coughs> so, you are, in fact, Arthur. Arthur is my name, yes. Arthur, you, you're giving me a lot to think about here. Uh, and it's clear that you've suffered great anguish, my son. Oh, indeed. 
but I feel much better now that I'm back. Avalon's all very nice, but it doesn't have Netflix or Indian takeaways, for example. Uh, no, no, quite. Are you able to tell me what England's deadly danger is? No, not yet. But I'm sure it'll become apparent when I've gathered my people together. And that's where you come in, Father. I need your absolution. Ah, ah, I see. Because you will soon sin. Yes. To defend England in her hour of deadliest danger, I'll probably have to kick any amount of righteous arse. Oh, oh, I beg your pardon. Granted, granted. Uh, and, and slay a multitude of dastardly knaves. My child, you place me in a very awkward position. Morally, I, I can't condone slaughter that you haven't done yet. Oh, oh, fiddlesticks. But more to the point, you're the second person this month who's come to me claiming something similar. Really? Hmm. Said he wanted the church's sanction for the sorcery he's relearning. He called himself Mr. Merlin. Oh, crumbs! Merlin! Uh, Father, uh, I wonder, uh, did he leave you a phone number? So, yes, suddenly I was exploring one of the myths of the Arthurian saga, namely the prophecy and the promise to return to save England. It was clear that the next instalment should introduce Merlin, but he took a while to evolve in my mind. Ten weeks, to be precise. Here is that next instalment, as heard in Programme 3 of Cromford's Casual Collection, mid-October 2020. Your mind is a camera. You establish daylight. A small, comfortable-looking house in a quiet cul-de-sac. Crossfade to a sitting room. A middle-aged man, alone in the room, sits easily in an armchair, talking on his phone. Oh, not at all. I'm only too glad I could help. Oh, but Mr Pettifer, I feel like a new woman. You're a wizard, that's what you are, Mr. Pettifer. <laughs> if you say so, Dillis. Well, goodbye now, and give my regards to Mr. Herbert. Oh, not likely, Mr. Pettifer. Right, what's the time? Okay, time to see about getting some lunch. Oh, not another one. Oh, do I recognise the... Oh, ha, it's Pizza Paradiso. What a coincidence. <laughs> Hello, you've reached Mr. Pettifer's chat line, and I'd like to order a pizza for delivery, please. Mr. Pettifer, you don't know me, but I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Oh, and uh, what would you like? What sort of questions? Uh, I'm just looking through the menu here. Uh... Well, if you don't mind my asking, do you know St. Botolph's Church at all? Um... Yes, yes, I do. Uh, can I have a 12-inch thin-crust thermonuclear with extra habanero? 
crust, thermo, extra habanero. Have you have you been in there recently? Yeah, yes. Also, a couple of extra toppings, artichoke and anchovy, please. Did you, did you speak to Father Arlot? I don't know his name. Did you get the artichoke and anchovy down? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, anything else? Uh, hold on, I'm just deciding. Um, does the name Merlin mean anything to you? Who put you up to this? Pardon? The priest, was it? I thought I was speaking to him in confidence. It's nothing sacred. It's not what you think. So how many more of you are there going to be? Ring up and poke fun at the bloke who thinks he's Merlin, the bloody magician. No, no, you don't understand. Listen, if I didn't really fancy a pizza for lunch, I'd hang up this call right now. (laughs) Right. Oh, um, yes. And I have a 12-inch thin thermo... Extra habanero plus artichoke and anchovy. Um, he only mentioned you because of my peculiar situation. How did you track me down? Oh, uh, and that's it for the pizza, thank you. He'd said that you'd said that you run a local sex line. Any garlic bread, potato salad or coleslaw? I said nothing of the sort. Sex line. I said I run a chat line. A little service for any lonely folk in the town, you know. Have a bit of a chat about the weather, or their aches and pains, or whatever. Oh, what did you just ask? Any garlic bread, potato salad, or coleslaw? No, thank you. Anyway, I just checked some listings online, and started phoning around till I got to you. There's a surprising number of sex lines out there, you know. It's not a sex line. Oh, could I have a can of Pepsi as well, please? Mind you, some of my female callers do seem somewhat intense. They all sound as if they keep their phones at the top of five flights of stairs. And a can of Pepsi. Uh, Is that everything? Yes, thank you. Um, what's your interest in, uh, what I was discussing with the priest? Well, you see, I'm Arthur. Arthur Pendragon, the once and future king. (laughs) What's the address? So you say... It's uh, 7 Monmouth Road. Oh, I get free delivery, right? Yes, that's very local. Honestly, I am Arthur. Father Arlott took some convincing. In fact, I'm still not convinced that he is. Hmm. Actually, there is something familiar about the sound of your voice. It's like a memory I can't pin down. Uh, How long? Um, uh, should be with you in about 15 minutes. And um, that'll be £25. <sighs> Mr Pettifer, I think we should meet and discuss things further. If you really are Merlin, I'll have great need of you. Well, laddie, I know who I am. It's you that needs vetting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yes, I quite understand. How about a pint at the Swigging Steeplejack one of these nights? Well, I suppose it can't hurt. Not as much as 25 quid for a pizza and a drink, anyway. I'll get back to you with a date. England awaits us, Merlin. Whatever. Hmm. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. I'll hold off on turning the priest into a gerbil until I know for sure. (sighs) 
Hello, you've reached Mr. Pettifer's chat line. How can I help you? It's me again, Mr. Pettifer. Hello, Dillis. Have you been running, you naughty woman? No, no. No, I didn't think so. Well, anyway... Another twelve weeks passed before I took this story any further, but you only need to wait until next Thursday, 29th of April. So make that date if you enjoyed this recap. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Any Fool Can is a Paul Crumford production. I am that man. I created the characters and sketches heard in this podcast, and I hereby assert my moral rights to their ownership. <laughs>